America. It's Tony Katz today. And the Supreme Court has decided to jerk you around for one more day. No decision on the state of New York uh, on firearms. No decision on the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number. 833-468-8669. That's where we're at. I mean, some decisions did come out. Like, for example, in the state of Maine, that if you prevent uh, families engaging in school choice who decide to go to a, a, a religious institution, you say to them, hey, you can't take your money to a religious institution, that's violating the free exercise clause of the First Amendment. And some people are like, whoa, whatever happened to conversations uh, about church and state? Don't you know there are some people who are very, very thrilled about this idea of the separation of church and state, maybe uh, rolling back just a touch, just a scotch, thinking that it was all just a little too insane? There's a lot of that, a tremendous amount of that going on. So there are cases that people are going to be discussing, but yet nothing Nothing on Roe v. Wade. I don't know what this court is waiting for. I don't know why they want to wait. Meanwhile, people get more and more crazy. Some of the protesters in front of the Supreme Court today, I I can't play you the video. It's screaming, it's yelling, it's cursing. Pro-abortion protester literally screaming, I will always get an abortion. You, 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 you show, you showed them, sister. You showed them how tough you are, how strong you are. Whoo, you are all sorts of woman. Screaming, I will always get an abortion is, dear Lord, our education system has gone straight to hell, hasn't it? It really and truly has. Uh, Speaking of people who lack a, a proper education, or at least come off that way, President Joe Biden. That was rude, Producer Ari. You didn't have to do that. I do not want people thinking I did that. You totally did that right there. That's 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 exactly who you are. You're like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play some music like when or or play some weird sound effects like for if I were to say you know Joe Biden. It's embarrassing. That's all for you, Producer Ari. That's yeah, all pretty sure is. You know? That'd be like if I said, you know, Hillary Clinton. That was unnecessary. Well, for Hillary, maybe. Damn! Look at that. <laughs> Do me a favor. Send your emails uh, to someone else. Uh, Joe Biden considering a gasoline tax holiday. By the way, Hillary, you know, is under the gun from her own party because she thinks that the left should cool it on the transgender stuff. <laughs> That's, oh, oh, we'll get to it. The gas tax holiday. We're talking about 18.3 cents a gallon. Federal excise tax. I, th- I think they call it an excise tax. And he's uh, considering a suspension of it. Saying, I hope to have a decision based on the data I'm looking for by the end of the week. What? 
data? What data are you looking for that you don't have this decision just like, yeah, we're going to do this? Honest question. What data is possibly going to come out there? You drove from D.C. Uh, to uh, to Delaware. You didn't see the gas prices? You didn't see the insanity of, of the costs? You didn't see this report from ABC News? market, but a growing number of economists have raised the odds of a significant slowdown. According to the Wall Street Journal's latest poll of 53 leading economists, there is a 44% chance the U.S. is in a recession within the next year. We've already seen American consumers, they are anxious, they are cutting back, and while this can help drive prices lower, it also hits the economy. We're a consumer-driven economy, Robin. 70% of our economic growth comes from how we behave. You know, if you were to ask Biden about this, he'd uh, he'd yell you. He'd tell you you're making things up. I I, I promise. Not the majority of them aren't saying that. Come on, don't make things up, okay? Now you sound like a Republican politician. I'm joking. That was a joke. But all kidding aside, no, I don't think it is. You know it. I know it. We know it. And while in some places we've seen gas prices tick down a, a, a bit, which I'm fine with, I don't want gas prices at $5 a gallon on average. I don't want them at five twenty-five. But if you were to poll Americans, they will tell you they expect to see $6 a gallon gasoline by August or in the month of August. They expect it. Why would anything go down? Inflation keeps prices high and it keeps going and growing. We don't have refineries. We can't, we haven't built a refinery in decades. Why? Well, let's get into the insanity of the environmental uh, uh, environmentalists. The insanity of people saying, oh, we can't have that. But remember, what Joe Biden is, is offering up is something far uglier. And I'm going to get into that uh, in, in the next hour. So you may want to stick around. Why this is. But the gas tax holiday, 18.3 cents. I'll say the same thing now as I said about the idea of suspending the gas tax in the state of Indiana, which was a a, a conversation in my state. I would rather you cut the gas tax for forever. I mean, I would, no gas tax, but take 10 cents off the gas tax for forever instead of a a suspension right now. Who needs that? I mean, I, I, I say that with a, with a bit of glibness, and I don't, I don't mean to. I am uh, sharing with you that cutting the taxes in any way will help people, especially those who are driving for a living, those in trucking, those in uh, delivery, etc. I'm somebody, I, I understand my position. I don't even have to drive to an office. I get that I'm in a fortunate spot. I try never to allow that to somehow skew me on whether or not somebody else needs the help. You're not even going to see me object to the idea of a suspension of the federal gas tax. Because 18.3 cents multiplied by the amount of gallons per week is some level of relief. I'm in favor of relief. And anytime we're talking about an elimination of taxes, I'm there. Which is why I would trade a suspension with a smaller cut over the longer period of time. Because any time the taxes are lower, it helps.
keeps more money with the people who have the are the best deciders of what to do with their dollars, not government. But you understand how cheap this is. And when I say cheap, I mean as a, a political point. Because it's it's policy that puts us in this place. It is policy that puts us in this position. That's the story. You know, I, I was sharing this yesterday, uh, CBS, uh, Margaret Brennan, talking to... Uh, to, to Brian Neese of Deese, uh, there, D-E-E-S-E, from the, uh, from the Biden economic team. You could feel the air quotes. If we can do a package like that, we can move forward in the near future. It will not only help in lowering prices, but it will send a signal to the markets and the global economy that the United States is really deadly serious about taking on this. Hiking taxes isn't going to change the price of milk. That's correct. When we play... In these places, when we play pretend, play make-believe, we're going to help the American people by, by suspending the gas tax. We are not dealing with the underlying issues. The underlying issues are the ones that must be dealt with. You don't solve the problem of the ports and not being able to get the supply chain going by saying we're going to have the ports going 24 hours a day. Saying it doesn't make it so. Hiring and training the people makes it so. How are you going to make that happen? You haven't worked on automating Long, Los Angeles or Long Beach, those ports, in a decade plus. You have these deals with the longshoremen. These unions that are very, very tough to crack. You think you could just force them to work harder? You think you could just tell them to hire more people? That's laughable. The ports aren't going 24-7. We don't have it moving harder. As a matter of fact, we see more and more getting in the way, whether that be the state of California or their restrictions or their madness uh, about emissions here, there, and everywhere. Policy is the problem. Our problem is, for these people, policy is the thing they love the most. The policy for them provides a value. And I'll explain what that is, as I said, in the next hour. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. We have two major legacy parties in the country today, and one has been completely captive, being completely captured by a majority of folks who believe in the ends justify the means in politics, even if that means things detrimental to our democracy, and even if that means saying and doing things that encourage more mentally disturbed people to take action in a violent way, as we what we saw on January 6th. I think it also says, as you referenced there, Brighton's ad and the other things that have happened in the elections and is what is likely to happen today in the primaries, that this is not really about Donald Trump anymore. This is about fundamentally what the Republican Party has become and how dangerous that party has become. Blah, blah, blah. I I will state, however, that Eric Greitens is a moron. 
I'm going to get into that story as well. And I'm, I am so looking forward to it. You guys know, first of all, Tony Katz. Hey, what's going on? Tony Katz today, 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. You know that this show uh, plays on weekends, like places all across the country. We're on in Atlanta. We're on in Tulsa. We're on uh, across Indiana. We're, we're on in St. Louis. And there is a candidate for Senate by the name of Eric Greitens, who's the former governor. I'm going to tell you the story. Uh, I, I will leave nothing left of this, man. Producer Ari, make sure it goes into the, the, the weekend show, would you? You're about to destroy this man? Uh, wait till you hear the story. You will thank me. All right. Uh, it's going in the weekend show. Trust me. On this one right there. Uh, the guy you just heard was Matthew Dowd. Ah, uh, loser. Um, the argument that somehow the Republican Party is this, that, or the other. It's dangerous, and the, it's dangerous to the health and safety of Americans in our democracy. What were the riots in Seattle, in Portland, in Minneapolis, in Indianapolis, in Chicago, in New York? Uh, fine. I mean, it, it, it's it's what what is this? And this is why nothing ever gets accomplished because you have people like Matthew Dowd over there at MSNBC ignorantly spouting these things and not looking at a total situation. I put forth to you that January 6th was wrong. I put forth to you that Minneapolis and Seattle and Indianapolis and Portland and Chicago and New York were equally wrong. And more violent and more deaths and more destruction and more uh, people harmed. And guys like Matthew Dowd never questioned whether or not it threatened the health and safety of Americans in our democracy. So why would I take him seriously now if he's not a guy willing to engage in totality? Totality is a tough one for people. Because totality requires honesty. And when you are filled with hate, and you are so filled with hate you cannot think, honesty becomes extremely, extremely difficult. Meanwhile, the Twitter board has unanimously recommended Musk's uh, takeover bid of $54.20 a share. Well, of course uh, they are. They're seeing where the stock price is. They want the money. And uh, Elon Musk has done something quite interesting. Elon Musk has said goodbye to some members of the Tesla staff. You've got Carol Markowitz writing on the, about this over the New York Post. Cheers to Elon Musk for finally saying no to whiny, entitled millennial babies. And I feel bad, Producer Ari, because you're a millennial. We get a bad rap, dude. Um, some of you do. I would argue you do. Um, uh, some of it, a lot of it, absolutely positively earned. You're talking about weak-minded people who aren't willing to work. That The piece that uh, Bill Maher did on this is, is actually quite excellent, discussing the fact that nobody wants to hire you people. And uh, that one of, you, know, you, you can hear people in Hollywood always talk about the fact that some 20-something who has spent six months in the business can't believe they're not already a producer. They whine about it. They complain about it. Never done any work. You have no work ethic. 
You have no idea what it takes to get to the place. But what happened is that uh, Elon Musk got a letter from employees at SpaceX. And the letter was criticizing Elon Musk. Saying that he's a distraction and an embarrassment. In light of recent allegations against our CEO and his public disparagement of the situation, we would like to deliver feedback on how these events affect our company's reputation and through it, our mission. Elon's behavior in the public sphere is a frequent source of distraction and embarrassment for us, particularly in recent weeks. So Elon Musk fired them. Five of the employees, at least, who orchestrated the letters were fired. Good. That's what Carol Markowitz writes. She's right. You don't like it, just leave. No one cares what you think. I, I have an employer, right, in, in, in my, my radio deal, who disagrees with me about everything political. That's where we leave it. Man's entitled to have his opinion, and I have mine. There's a whole conversation that people are having. Oh, my gosh. Your radio station is being purchased by a group called Urban One. They're going to change this. They're going to do that. No one knows anything. And they own another uh, uh, talk station that leans politically right. They haven't changed a thing. Actually, I take that back. They expanded the local broadcasts. People make these, these, these like, like sweeping, they have these sweeping thoughts out there in, in, in the world. And they all, I got to get my thought out there. No, you don't. I go to work for a company or I don't. And so do you. And if you're bothered by something that, that your boss does, you can leave. That's the deal. If there's somebody who doesn't want to work with me because of what I do, they can leave. They're more than welcome to. They don't have to stay. They don't have to stick around. You orchestrate a letter. He's so embarrassing. He's the reason you have a job. Get out. Dangerous to the health and safety of Americans in our democracy are these millennials, and I should say others, not just specifically that group, who think that their opinion matters more than the guy who runs the damn ship. You can go somewhere else, and I know this is true of me too, but I'm staying here. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. Israel's parliament to dissolve. This is a recording. Because this is what happens. It's Israel. It's the weirdest government ever in the history of ever. This is no way to run a country. With this government, they can still create that many medical devices. It's amazing, I tell you. Tony Katz. <laughs> Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? That's a good joke. I, it's it's uh, Ari hit me with this yesterday. We were, we were just finishing up. He goes, you won't believe it. I'm like, well, I should have known just from that. He's like, they're they're doing it again. So you had had this this um, power sharing agreement between uh, Naftali Bennett and and Yair Lapid, Yair Lapid, L A P I D, and they were the ones who worked together to move Benjamin Netanyahu out. 
And they were going to share in this prime minister deal. It was going to be Naftali Bennett, and then it was going to be uh, Lapid. So Lapid is taking over as prime minister. He's now the foreign minister. And they're going to dissolve parliament, which means a new election, which if, if, I, if I have it right, Producer Ari, it is the nine billionth election in the past three hours. It's crazy, crazy because they're a coalition government. And so you got to have certain people to be able to control certain amount of seats. And therefore, you're always appeasing this group or this group. So very small blocks can have very, very outsized power. It's nuts. Nuts. Now, there's a question here. And it's not one that I have the answer to yet. I, I, I got a little bit of studying to do. If this is the case... Does this mean Netanyahu is back in the mix? And he has a chance to become prime minister again. And the answer is everything is possible. Everything. What I think is interesting in the conversation about Israel. I mean, we could talk about this and be like, this is no way to run a government. Seriously, it's crazy. Is anybody going to notice the number of nations working on normalized relationships with Israel because of the Abraham Accords, because of this deal that then-President Trump, with Jared Kushner, although someone could show me, prove to me, that he didn't have that much to do with it. You're not going to notice the level of success we're not going to notice the nations saying, look, 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 the Palestinians, this, that, and the other, uh, that, that's great, that's wonderful. Uh, we, w- we wouldn't mind having some tourism and some trade with you. You got the Jordanians right now who are aggressively trying to uh, push Biden into doing away with some of the accords or changing some things. uh, So it'll benefit the Palestinians. As long as the Palestinians, quote unquote, are supported uh, by by a terrorist organization, Hamas, supported by Iran, you, you don't have anything. Get Hamas out of the picture. Watch what happens. Meanwhile, another election in Israel. I may be Jewish, but I do like being an American. I'm Tony Katz.